Hi, this is Arik. And Aurelia. And we're going to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but in the end, you will be the judge of that. Either way, what we have to talk about is... Ageless! So, I realized that can the only thing... Oh no God, now he records me. This can be the only thing that made my stomach so acidic and my nerves so on edge. And that was then the first time when I started to do research on coffee and how coffee is consumed. Because um, naturally I would only like like the Greek coffee, which would also be the Hungarian way, like my, how my grandmother would make it. No way. And yeah, like percolators, like I had them like forever. Mm-hmm. Even at a time, you know, where maybe, like I said, espresso was not readily available everywhere. But because I mostly ate Italian, I would always have, you know, espresso always also. And... At that time, obviously, Google was not available, but research still was. This is when I found out that... uh, (laughs) When we got that, we came this far without Google. (laughs) We did. It's a funny one. (laughs) And um, either way, I found out that uh, coffee is actually a very healthy beverage Mm -hmm. if the... um, uh, ground beans are uh, processed at high heat mm. and I mean we all know it like in drip coffee the water's not even boiling I mean it's just it's a uh, high lukewarm at best yeah, and like so a, yeah. uh, all the beneficial they call them nutrients of coffee, they are not even being released. Like every American uh, drinking drip coffee is actually throwing out what makes coffee a good beverage. Absolutely. And they got so like millennial or new agey with it, like wrapping it in this paper and finding all these fancy ways to make drip coffee. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You can serve it to, you can you know, brew it with, you can drip it with like gold paper. And it's like, it's not, it's just going to be pure acid. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it it's totally what you're saying. Like the Greek coffee in this espresso is very healthy. Yeah. And the Hungarian, I guess also, I mean, it's the yeah, same because way. Because it's, it's the same way. I mean, it's, or the Israeli, what they call dirt. Yeah. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is all the same principle. It's mm-hmm. like you put coffee and coffee grinds in water and boil it over a fire. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you know, you either boil it with sugar or without, it doesn't matter. And then you just drink it. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like how the beans are processed, are you talking about like the roast? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Or you just mean like how it's prepared the with the water? Yeah. I think also the water makes a difference, obviously. Mm. You know? The water always makes a difference. Yeah, of but course. Yeah. What's really, really in this case most important is how hot the coffee drags or like the coffee grinds are processed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And if they are well, not... So you used... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No. You used to actually like grow and harvest and roast and grind coffee, right? 
I did that, yes. Yeah, I mean, when so I was living in Hawaii, I, yeah, in mm-hmm. one of uh, my houses, I, it had um, Kona coffee trees. So. Amazing. <laughs> it was fun. Amazing. I mean, I did it for one season only, like one time. I wanted to really see how it has it changed my relationship to coffee forever. It is so much work mm-hmm. uh, doing it all by hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. I mean, we just, like, order coffee and don't even really think about that, you know. Most people to... don't even know what coffee looks like before it is in a cup. Yeah. Wow, it's beautiful. I mean, it's... I remember you told me it's, like, the beautiful flowers and everything. Yeah, it is, like, they flower for a very short time only. They flower mm-hmm. maybe for three days. And it smells amazing. They are snow white. And especially like in Hawaii, it looks like, you know, now you have this snow covered trees mm-hmm. uh, that just smell so good. And then um, as fast as the flowers come, as fast as they're gone. And so then there are going to be these red berries, like what, cherries, coffee cherries. And they are maybe... Yeah, from half an inch to an inch. And once they're really, really red and soft, you can harvest them. And then you take the meat away and you're left with the pit. Mm -hmm. And it's the pit that uh, you keep on processing. So this has to be washed and dried because the meat of the cherry is very gooey. And so once, you know, all the goo is gone and you dry it, then it has to be hulled because, you know, inside of that hull is the coffee bean and that coffee bean is still green. Mm -hmm. So this has to be dried again and then roasted. Mm. And then once it's roasted, you have what you know, you can then buy in a package. And in what stage is that part where you're talking about, like, at the temperature, the grind is processed? That's at home. That's like at when, home. when you make your coffee, like, so now it's Oh, you mean with the, with the temperature of the water? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh-huh. Okay, and I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what, yes, yes, the temperature of the water is extremely important. But it's still a process. It's you totally know a I process, mean? Like, the yeah. grinds are still being processed. Yeah, and, like, if you do... Um, I always know, like, if you're, like, for myself personally, if you're if you're working on a different stove, like, if you have fire or induction or electric, and you have to figure out, like, what's the right temperature for that stove, for that, and also for that percolator and the, yeah. you know, or the Biletti or the Alessi or whatever mm-hmm. you're working with, it's like, it, it's, a, it's a real alchemical science. Yeah, it is. And you know what's so interesting? Because, I mean, you've taught me a lot about... Uh, plants and you know coffee included and I don't want to get into all that here because actually there's been like this um, I did a lot of uh, research based on what you taught me about coffee for example and like which areas is it growing in and you know always studying like there's always a reason why certain plants are growing in certain areas of the world Mm -hmm. and we find that coffee is growing in warm climates yes and that's a gift from, you know, Middle Earth or, you know, Mother Nature, if you will, uh, who then wants to, in a way, 
allow the people who live there an opportunity to process it in a way that gives them energy through the heat, yes. for example, right? Mm-hmm. And so anyhow, blah, 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 there's lots of like secrets behind that and stuff. But what I found so interesting is people were doing all over the place these cacao rituals. They do? I do not know what that is. I, I remember when you first yes. told me somebody did that, I thought, you know, you were pulling my leg. It's yes, like yes. A it's, joke. A, it, it's like these cacao rituals, like, you know, <laughs> using the power of chocolate, whatever. Like cacao. And I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of cacao. I love oh, like cacao. When I, I mean, you eat like my too. dark chocolate, exactly. my raw and processed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the only chocolate we eat. I mean, yeah. Unless like yes. we're gifted something and, you know, try it. But for me, it was just, I could not take it serious because like when I would do um, events and then like there'd be like a cacao ritual after mine or before mine and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's like whatever, like whatever toots your horn. You know, I'm not... I still haven't taken it all, like serious enough to even yeah. Google what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and for me, it's like I'm a little bit like I can't take it serious because I always think of the episode of Portlandia. Yeah, me too. When the cacao. yeah cacao, which <laughs> they have the safe word, and then yeah. it's so hilarious because they have the the safe word. You know, like yeah. they're trying like some bedroom uh-huh. tactics, and so well, don't you think we should make a safe word just in case it's like starts to get? So their safe word is cacao. Yeah, I love Portlandia. And and then it's just like they do it in cacao, then they stop, you know. And then like it starts to get out of control, like where it gets to the point where like they're just sleeping, not even doing anything. And she says cacao, <laughs> it's like or like text messages like cacao, like your thoughts are invading me, like I need a safe word yeah. for you. <laughs> so anyhow, that's where I take it. But you know, actually, what I and also what I what I'm going to organize what I want to organize is actually not a cacao ceremony but it actually like a coffee ceremony because you can if you if you are using coffee in the right way it's very powerful but I think what happens is so many people they just use it for other reasons to wake up to wake up or you know open the heart or whatever or they're just addicted or they're just addicted yeah. that but when you do consume coffee it, it has consequences, like, you know, because it, 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 it gives you a lot of power. Let's just put it that way, you know? And if you don't really know what you're doing, like, if you're not really focused or if you're stressed out, then you can really kind of draw that in, mm. you know, just from uh, yeah, yeah. the power of the plant, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not about cacao rituals, like, where, you know, you go and, you, and like, you, you drink your cacao and then, like, you focus on the things you want to manifest, Mm-hmm. You know, with so the, nice. with the power of chocolate, you know. Yeah. But really, it would be more effective with the power of coffee. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyhow, it's just. Um, I wouldn't do it. Leave it to the new ages that you know yeah. think they have to do that. Let's just have them their cacao, and maybe somebody is listening to it and starts with a good coffee. Then we just hope they prepare it in the right way. Yeah. And. That's mm-hmm. it, and other than that, let's just enjoy our cacao. I mean, I'm the first one who loves a good cup of cacao, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> or hot chocolate, and yeah. I love my dark chocolate, and it's just I love the Mexican hot chocolate. I mean, you know, during Christmas, it's just yeah, because you know, I make it myself, <laughs> I do, I make it from bars of Mm -hmm. dark raw chocolate Mm -hmm. because you can do that you don't have to buy powdered where already sugar is in it and stuff 
So, yeah, either way, that was a nice talk while I was enjoying a beignet mm -hmm. and a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, that's right. And actually, you know, the, that conversation inspired me to... I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind, but it just has not come up organically until now. Oh, okay. It's like where I, I've noticed that people that um, they're so afraid of offending other people. Yeah, because it's not politically correct. Yeah, that, that what they end up doing is they end up diluting what it is that they're saying. So I so let me give you an example. Like I, if I'm attending a class, for example, uh -huh. you know, like not leading it, but just participating in it. Yeah. And then the teacher is someone obviously who I respect and, you know, really trust yeah. and to, and then the teacher will, for example, start talking about, um, you know, like how energy works and how certain attitudes get in the way of energy flow and stuff like that. And, um, it could be like even something as extreme as like, um, you shouldn't, You shouldn't do like hardcore, like, you know, um, like these kinds of drugs, like, uh, gosh, what are they called? I can't even remember what it's called, but like the one that everyone's doing, um, I can't, my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, like what a pharmaceutical or a natural drug? Um, let's just say either. Okay. Okay. Either uh -huh. like both like hardcore chemical and then like also like the like hallucinogenics. CBD yeah. Like, well, no more. Yeah. But just also like, um. Uh, my God, I can't remember what it's called, but like you eat it and then you throw up. Can you remember? I can't remember. What oh, it's masculine. Yes. Anyhow, just stuff like that. Like just hardcore uh -huh. drugs, either. Oh, ayahuasca. Yeah, oh, that's okay. right. Oh my God. Uh -huh. Thank you. Ayahuasca, uh -huh. for example, or, you know, um, certain hallucinogenics uh -huh. and stuff like that. So either way. Teacher will, for example, explain like what happens to the meridian system, to the you know uh, mm -hmm. the chakra system in the east, or you know with the the so-called nadis and this and that, and then and give a really nice teaching about it, but then censor it and soften it for people who do stuff like that, oh, kind of making yeah. it okay and saying I don't want to offend anybody. That's okay if you do that, but you know it, this is this. this. And I've seen this happen to a lot of people who I, you know, think are very powerful healers or, you know, um, guides. And then I'm just kind of like, wow, you totally just like diluted what you And I don't do that. No. You know, and but it's like you totally diluted what you just taught and said, because on one hand, you're saying that this is this is what happens like on an energy level and then on a financial level and then a material level, like all these things happen. But then you come back and say, Oh, like another example is like, but if you are hateful then I, I don't want to offend mm. anybody because you're justified in being hateful. But you know, and I like, I hope I'm explaining this. Kind oh, of, very good. Because I mean, what I hear you say is, is that thing? people are uh, just like so codependent and so afraid uh, okay. of like, you know, losing maybe a customer yeah, or something exactly. like that, you know, that, that they have to kind of mellow it out and make it okay yeah. for everybody. And that's, yeah. you know, not all right. Mm -hmm. Understandable though, because mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I had this uh, awful experience just recently. Like there was this mm-hmm. one teacher who's a rabbi, actually, mm-hmm. whom I enjoyed listening to once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoyed the teachings and I don't think he's affiliated to anything. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Um, and a few weeks ago... I I do not know enough about like Torah or Zohar or anything. I have to say that I just love randomly uh, listening to teachings. And, and so I do not know what kind of portion that would have been or so how they call it or how he always says it's that Parsha, Parsha whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, amongst other things, he started to talk about how it just is not spiritually right to allow all these refugees in. And he gave like this whole explanation of what it does to the um, karma of these people and, uh, you know, and, and why it is not correct and what it means for everybody. And I was like, wow, you know, this is so brave. I mean... And he didn't mention the wall or he didn't mention Trump or Biden or any of the political parties. He was just talking about what was going on in this Parsha, you call it. Right. And so I was, wow, I really enjoyed that. It made a lot of sense to me energetically. And then I thought, wow, you know, I'm impressed. Maybe I'm going to listen to it again next week. This guy is gone. Mm-hmm. And so in this, I can see that this may be, you know, could be... Um, fear a, of cancel culture. A, a fear of cancel culture that, mm-hmm. you know, you offend somebody and next thing you know, you know, mm-hmm. you're either deplatformed yeah. or you're like, you're right. no longer allowed to speak at all. Right. And so... I know, you know, you are very, very outspoken, but should the day come where, you know, you have to, like, make some allowance for the haters, then I most certainly would understand. That's what it is. It's about making allowance for the haters because, I, you know, my, my, my concern is that so many um, leaders of thought and, you know, clairvoyants or teachers they're becoming afraid to raise eyebrows to like, you know, we have become a society where we don't want to raise other people's eyebrows Mm. because I can feel like, you know, people's eyebrows are being raised just by listening to this, like what you're talking about. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) And, and it's, and it's like, even like when I talked about the cacao ritual, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like I have to be careful. I don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying I, I don't, I don't Ayahuasca, do that. Ayahuasca, if you take it, you know, and you want to have your near-death mm-hmm. experience, just please go it's, it's ahead. Like we becoming... have already heard of many cases where the near-death became death, but this all up to we you. We are becoming, it sounds like what you're saying is like we're becoming a society where we cannot handle being offended. Which is just empowering the ego because I think being offended, like, you know, like that offends me, you know, cacao is then perhaps like then giving power to the ego. Because We're becoming a society where we no longer have free speech, no matter what you call it. You know, if I cannot say my opinion on my own podcast, like the rabbi... Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. you know, without being taken off the market, mm-hmm. 
How is that honoring free speech? It's so intense because it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And like I got, um, I didn't get entirely deplatformed. I mean, I've been. You got censored. Yeah, I got censored also on Reddit. Because remember, um, I made a link with the the Chinese New Year and the Chinese virus from Wuhan. Yeah, at you a know, time where it was not PC to yeah. call it Chinese virus. Yeah, and I mean, some people still have triggers with that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it came from China, and I wasn't like it was like this was not anything about China. This was just about the Chinese culture, where it's coming from in China and the connection between the Chinese New Year, how it all came at the same time. Yeah. You know, like it was the year of the rat. And then, and so it was like, you know, I wrote this really phenomenal full moon article. I mean, it was really beautiful and everyone loved it except for they get, they get offended on this one word and then yeah. the whole thing is then canceled. And it's just like, wow, uh -huh. you know? And, and so anyhow, this is not about me. I mean, what I'm saying is like, I just think it's really sad when people are so afraid to offend others that then they don't talk anymore. And that's, that's what this is about, especially yeah. like the teachers. It's like, like, the, like I said, like they'll say the most beautiful things and they're like, well, I don't want to offend anybody if that's what you do. And it's like, well, you know what? Actually, sometimes you need to be offended so that you can get a wake up call and then change. Mm. Yeah, but that's just one sign of, you know, like dictatorship or okay. like um, a tyranny that people stop talking because they're afraid that, you know, something bad would happen to them. Like, I mean, look at my grandpa. I mm. mean, you know, he said that Hitler was a crazy man and he ended up in Dachau. So, uh, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. there were like millions of people who maybe thought it, hopefully they did. Well, it makes sense. But they didn't say it. The, so. the, the leader of the, of the, you know, free speaking world, so to speak, can hardly talk at a podium at all. Yeah. You know, and we all have these symbols of wearing masks to silence our mouths. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's intense, but either way, it's like, I think it's just like, don't be afraid to offend people because if you offend someone and you're wrong, then you need to take responsibility for that, you know? And if you're not forgiven, then that has nothing to do with you. That has to do with the other, right? But if you offend somebody and like you're not wrong, so to speak, like if you're just speaking mm. truth, then I guess you have to be strong enough to handle it, you know? Yeah, or the way I would phrase it is, you know, of course, nobody can judge. Like I am just, you, you wrote it so nicely. I don't know one of your, which one of your beautiful articles it was, or maybe it's in your book actually. In case you haven't heard, you know, Arik published his first book, Zodiac Hacks Constellations. You really have to get it. And I have it on Kindle because I always want to just, you know, look at something quickly. But you also need to have it on your coffee table as a hard copy because you just want to really look at um, it over and over again, like in physical form. No matter what, I don't know where he wrote this. But he says, you know, speak your mind, not your opinion. And um, so I say, okay, if I speak like my opinion to something and I judge somebody, then obviously, 
you know, this is all on me and I have to take responsibility. And in some case, you know, like I have also to atone by apologizing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if I do speak my mind without really judging somebody, then it says, I observe a behavior in you for one reason only to help you. You know, without judgment, let's let's just let's not forget that that's the baseline. You know, I'm not going like, oh, my God, she's at it again. And, you know, and feel like so much better and think that person is just crazy. Then it's about me. Then I have to look at myself. Why is this triggering me? But if I observe something that's not triggering me, it's like, you know, if you see somebody is making the next move and there is like the famous example of a rattlesnake. You know, the rattlesnake wouldn't bite you, it would bite them, but it would still be advisable to just say, hey, you know, stop, take a step back. You know, I saw that snake and your next move, like, to help you. Right. It's not an opinion. Exactly, it's not an opinion. Like, this is a state of mind and it's not a judgment. Like, you do nothing... Oh my God, he's stupid. He's walking there and there the rattlesnake comes out. No, I mean, this is just, you have been put into this place. You observed that to help the other person. And um, with the haters and the cancel culture, this all goes away. Yeah, because, you know, it's offensive to me that you said that there's a snake there. Yep. Yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for snakes. <laughs> yeah, you can. So you know, you hate snakes. You can step on any snake you want. Uh huh. So that that's a really interesting point that you bring up because a big thing that I hear a lot from people is, you know, I feel that what you're saying is judgmental. Mm, yeah. And this is like okay. Well, if you think that the snake up there is a judgment, then go ahead. I mean, I, all I, I'm here to tell you, I saw the snake. Maybe you thought it was a stick, but, you know, I did, like, I did my part. Mm-hmm. I have been put on your path yeah. to tell you about the snake, and the rest is your free will, as always. And, like, and I have nothing right. to do with your free will. And I, and I know a lot of spiritual groups, organizations, and religious, like, churches and whatnot, that they have watered their voices down to accommodate, like, kind of that... Paying membership. That Yeah, the paying, yeah, in a way, like, their golden calf and, and to be politically, you know, correct and to not offend anybody, like, whatever is getting the most widespread exposure. But, you know, from me and obviously you, like, from us... I can promise you guys, you will never get this kind of like, we tell you what you want to hear so yeah. that we, you know, profit off of, you know, selling you illusions and delusions because that is not why we are here on this planet. Not at all. We are here to really see the light. And yeah, sometimes it's really hard to look at, you know, in light of Leo season when there's so much light that, you know, our vessels cannot handle that much light. But if you can't, but being offended and rejecting it is not the solution. You know, the solution is to be filled with what you can and then you won't get burned by the rest, you know? So it's like, I see it, it really makes me sad because so many of these organizations, 
They have watered down their mission in order to stay relevant, be welcoming to all, to be invaded by indoctrination that's not coming from their own mission statement. And it, and the ones like you said like the rabbi who does stay to his truth and stuff, then it's like I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't want to speculate, no, but it's no. like but you know, then it's gone. And I mean, it's really difficult um but it's it's tragic to see that because i think that's probably the most dangerous thing like on the quote unquote spiritual path within the material realm is to like be guided by someone or something that tells you what you want to hear yeah that's right and not what you need to hear yeah you know i totally agree and and this and it really makes me sad because i mean I have I have explored so many systems pretty much almost every system like many years ago many many years ago and you know I of course I have contacts and all kinds of circles and stuff but it's like you see it, it's just like wow it's like they are not saying anything because they are afraid to say something yeah and you know it's 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 sad mm-hmm. Well, in our case, you know, you have heard us talk about everything again or important things. So we think, so we let you be the judge of it. That's right. So, <laughs> well, this was a, you know, we were just talking over breakfast and I thought, oh, I have to get up this microphone and start recording her because it's been a while and it's really <laughs> interesting what she's talking about and You know, as one of our friends would say, that was an intense conversation where we started with one thing and we ended up with like, <laughs> talking about something completely else. So, either way, this has been Arik. And I really am. And you just listened to a spontaneous and full moon soulmate episode of Ageless. Please share, subscribe with others. We're so happy to give this to you guys, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. house has figured it out uh, yeah i have also a pluto in the first i love to investigate and find things out i have something to turn it off because mm. that's also not good you like to always dig all the time you know that's true that's it's the difference o- it's also between... not good like you get hey you know knock it off mm-hmm. like that's like yeah you and me were very that's different that's just too much now mm-hmm. you know Because like with myself, I would go why and why and why and why and why and why and why this and that. okay, all right, mm. that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's like, and I've learned that, and yeah. it's been like an amazing vacation from this like and in, you know interrogation. Well, that's actually its own form of denial. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How? See, with me, it's like this. Like I then ask the question and I get the answer. And then I change. Mm. And then that's that. But of course, you know, if I don't want to change, I keep on asking because I feel like, oh, you know, I come to that big, big, big answer. Oh, yeah, the ego loves that. That's right. The ego loves that. And But, until then, I yeah. don't have to change. So this is its own way of denial. So yeah. uh, being able to just accept oh this is the answer and then change that and yes it may just be a little step but trust me if there is more it's gonna come up no for the ego it needs to be you know like in past life i was you know king tut and someone stole my orb 
and I had karma with this person who, you know, convinced 10 people to conspire against me. And that's why I have trust issues. Absolutely. Was, because if it's not dramatic and grandiose, mm -hmm. the ego will not like it. Mm -hmm. But it's always the truth. The bigger picture is usually hidden in the smaller truths. Yes. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. The seemingly insignificant truths, let me put it that way. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Then I will totally uh, incorporate that for some more change because mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just knowing you, I think you have really changed that a lot. Like, you really stopped that digging thing, but... Yeah, I think part of it was, like, you know, just, like, feeling safe. Yeah. You know, for a while there, like, in the beginning. It's like, mm. I have to, like, know, like, what is everyone capable of and stuff like that. But, like, that has totally... Change. I've grown out of that. Yeah. Like I did a lot of work on that, so that's good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, know, and that only trust works, and trust issues. You know? Works once you get out of denial. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Like Absolutely. like I said, like making these incremental changes, like one little change at a time. Yeah, and then you build momentum, and it really feels good. Yes. That that's totally true. Mm -hmm. Like you just you make these little changes. You know, it's like cleaning up. Just a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Before you know it. It doesn't have to be this big old dramatic thing. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because then that you can really get stuck in the smaller picture with these big little things. Yeah. <laughs> like what you want, like the hugest revelation, epiphany of all time. Uh -huh. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Making mountains out of molehills. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. 100%. Oh my God, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I have the biggest ego puzzle that nobody can ever figure out exactly mm -hmm. and i'm going to work on it until i do for my whole life to protect myself from really having to change exactly beautifully said i have this trauma mm -hmm. and don't you dare try to tell me how to solve it mm -hmm. that's right and that's denial Amen. <laughs> so, we hope you enjoyed this. Tell us about your experiences with denial, if you can. <laughs> and, um, you know, please, of course, be sure to vote. Do your civic yeah. duty. You know, we have that going on. And some Mercury mm -hmm. Direct and mm -hmm. all kinds of good stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we are here for you in the comments and whatnot. We yes. are here for you. And, you know, you can even head over to my site. We answer your chat questions. Functions. We answer your questions. We are if, open to suggestions. We're open to suggestions to and requests. Things. Please do yeah. that. Um, we actually, we ended speechless because, you know, we couldn't manage it all. It yeah, was just too, just much. too much. But so like now we are, you know, we can perhaps leave you speechless at some times during ageless. No. So this has been Arik. And Aurelia. <laughs> and you've just listened to a episode of Ageless. Subscribe everywhere podcasts are available. And until next time, you guys, stay safe. Bye. Bye.